Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Thursday. Casey Jiskler here wishing you nothing but the best on this Thursday. Cannot believe we're already to Thursday in this week. It feels like the week just started. But we're going to do things a little different this show. Usually we have kind of an intro segment. We run through the scores in the area and everything in between. But today we're going to start out the show by having our Terrebonne General Thursday interview with Mr. Stan Grava, who's on the line right now. Stan, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good, good, Casey. Everything going well. It's, uh, looking forward to uh, the football playoffs this weekend. No doubt about that, and we'll talk about that in this segment as we got four NFL teams left standing. Man, we start talking some local basketball, and Stan, I got to tell you, um, I know we mentioned this on the Sports Corner Saturday. It's even more profound now. Um, there's Everybody pretty much is still in the hunt in our local 5A district with the exception of maybe Thibodeau. Uh, Terrebonne gets a win over Hanville last night. HL Bourgeois come out of nowhere. They've thrust themselves back into contention. They've won four straight games. Everybody in the local 5A boys basketball district already has at least two losses in district play. It truly is. You know, every night you just line up at center court and just flip a coin up in the air because these teams seem to be very even, and it's creating for some very interesting results. Yeah, right when I was about to anoint, you know, Hornville as the king of the district, they seem that they're very human. Uh, actually, lo- losing a couple in a row because I think they lost a non-district game in there yep. somewhere too. HL Bourgeois, wow, that that might be the team. You know, they uh, and listen, this we should have realized this was going to happen in some form of fashion with HL Bourgeois. They're pretty much notorious for playing one round the district one way and the other round the district another way. The only difference this year is, is that. It sort of started off district on a downer, and even in this first round, they sort of have some things going. So, very impressive. You mentioned that Terrebonne score against Hornville last night. There have been some wins by Terrebonne that we have not been real impressed with, but obviously you have to be impressed with that win over Hornville. So, yeah, I agree with you. Teams in our area that are, that are kind of starting to show themselves a little bit. The only thing is, you know, is it's, Still going to be a tough road to hold for some of those teams related to the playoffs, or at least getting really good seeding, you know, games in that first round. Simply because they just started off so low. But nonetheless, you know, with the glass half full kind of viewpoint, we should be excited about what's going on. And, and you know what, I would say this too, and it's a little bit of a downer, but it's a sort of sideways compliment. But Thibodeau High to see them having the struggles that they are this year must really be down because we both know that Coach Clark's a really good coach. Yeah. So that that I would have never expected to see them pretty much go winless in district to this point and just have the kind of slide they're on right now. So tomorrow's the day where all of the athletic directors and principals and you know people making these decisions are going to ascend to Baton Rouge and we're going to have a vote. These sweeping changes that the LHSA threw in front of us randomly in the middle of football season will now be voted upon and stand in at gopreps.com today hunter bauer has a column saying the headline being chaos could ensue if lhsa membership fails to ratify modified playoffs partner you talk to coaches i talk to coaches you talk to you know school administrators i talk to school administrators 
I don't know anybody who like outright said when this came out, yeah, I like this. This is really interesting. This is really neat. I think chaos may ensue tomorrow. I think the schools may say, we don't like the way y'all did this and throw it right back into their faces, which then creates the scenario of, well, now what are we going to do? I think tomorrow is going to be a crazy day. I do think to a certain degree that will happen. I do think if we're going to give any credit to the Louisiana High School Athletic Association, when they made their decisions, I guess it was around the second week of high school football, I think they cautiously did it thinking, you know what, people will cool down before these meetings in January. And there are those that it did. There are a few coaches I talked to that are sort of like, eh, you know, yeah. We've, we've become accustomed. We're just going to put our heads down and we're going to move forward and we're just going to play hard. It is what it is. And then there's a few that have not forgotten. And obviously it, it matters on where you stand on the uh, sort of in that line. Uh, obviously there are some schools that got placed in situations that are obviously not fair. And then there's those little few that are like, you know what, this worked out really good for us. You know, I, I I will say this, and, and just the other day I was talking to Blaze Telegram, principal over at Ellen the Memorial, and he had mentioned from the standpoint of everything that happened, it it's pretty good for them. You know, it's when you look at basketball, let's just take basketball for an example right now with Ellen the Memorial. They did not have to go up to the 5A level. They are on the 4A level. Uh, girls basketball in particular I don't know that there's anybody in that entire bracket. I don't care if Ellender goes 3-30 and 30 in basketball, three wins and 30 losses. There's nobody in that bracket that I would say that Ellender can't go beat at any given time. So I guess sometimes you look at it from your perspective. So that's going to be interesting to see how it all goes. I will say this, and obviously I talked to more of the Terrebonne Parish schools. Each of the principals I've talked to in the last couple of weeks, they all have differing opinions. So when the vote is to be had, I'm going to be real curious. I hope that they release that and say who voted how, because in talking, just reading between the lines, there is going to be some interesting one coach from one school voting one way and another from another way with schools that are very close to each other here. And you know what's crazy? <clears throat> and in reading the, the column on GoPreps, and Hunter Bauer did an outstanding job you know, detailing, hey, this is what happens if this happens, and so on and so forth. If the proposed changes are voted down, stand on Monday, we then have to redo the power ratings and move schools back, like South Lafouche would then go back to being 4A, and everything would go back to how it was last year. And then it's just chaos. Like the numbers that you think you're seeing right now are not going to be in place. And then it just becomes chaos. Can you imagine? Like if, if tomorrow they decide, nah, we don't want to do this. Every number that we've talked about for the last two months would be completely irrelevant. It would be insane. We would, we would have never seen anything like this in the history of the association. Well, our friend with Go Preps, I'm sure, has some kind of formulated Excel spreadsheet. and he, He's going to need to tweak it a little bit if that does happen, where it's going to figure out things. Again, I go back to, you know, since we're in the basketball season and how it affects basketball, it'll make, say, Ellender and Assumption High School, who got to stay in 4A, it'll make their situation, they're going to get bumped all over the place, you know. 
they may have been looking pretty. And then all of a sudden, if, if South Lafouche has to go back into that bracket, South Terrebonne, it's going to be really, really interesting to where some teams are going to go, you know, hip, hip, hooray, and some teams are going to go, wow. So it's, you know, it, it affected us, obviously. In baseball, it's a situation where, you know, you have Chandler and Mike, you know, Barba and all of these guys probably going, yes, put us back where we can compete and stay away from the Barbs, you know, of the world and the Sulphurs and the Sam Houston. And, uh, you know, it would be huge. But essentially, for everybody who's either got a gripe or they're happy, it's almost where what's fair and some of the things that we've seen are just not real fair. Not, not, not since that second week of high school football. There are some things that are just like, this is wild that that team with that number of students has to play that school with that number of students. So hopefully these principals will really fill in on what's you know, fair and what's right in some kind of way they could pull that off. I think... Maybe even you, I don't know, whoever out there is a little bit more optimistic than I am that we're getting closer to coming back together because I, I just don't see it. Although a lot of people are like thinking that maybe this is a effort to do that. I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't know how they're figuring that out. So we have a new head football coach in our area. Uh, Jamar Celestine is the new head football coach at home, a Christian school. He takes over for Coach Terrio, who spent one season. And look, Butch will tell you, he was just more, you know, placekeeping and, and delegating very heavily the football side of things because he's more of a baseball guy. But one thing Butch did, um, and we can't, you know, uh, take away from this, he helped restore the culture in that program, helped the guys to, you know, feel good about themselves, believe in themselves. So now um, I think that uh, Coach Shellestine will be taking over a much better situation than maybe what Butch did. And I'm curious to see what, what Jamar is going to be able to do with a, a team that was successful last year, and albeit while being very young. So Homer Christian has high hopes, and they have a new man leading the program. Yeah, I agree. Jamar is a good guy. You know, got to know him here in Terrebonne Parish as he was at Homer Junior High as the athletic director there for a while, and then, of course, helped with football. I didn't make it through the entire football season with Terrebonne High this year. I don't know the circumstances of that. Nonetheless, you know, he's making that transition to being a head coach. I do think a lot of good things happen at Homer Christian. You know, I think in just seeing Homer Christian play three times, a lot of it happened because they sort of scaled back a little bit on trying to be this wide-open offense and went to that wing T where – and a lot of wing T principles and what they did was down blocking and you could sort of do some things on the offensive line that you can't do if you were trying to run a full-scale, wide-open offense. Well, i got to tell you, folks, Jamar Celestine's not running the wing T. <laughs> right. Jamar, Jamar Celestine's going back there and opening it wide up. So I, I'm curious to see how that happens. I do think, you know, I, I, I think Homer Christian was stabilized just a little bit uh, with having – the presence of Francis Labat there being a 40-year veteran of coaching and knowing technique and fundamental that get lost a little bit on the high school level or has been getting lost the last couple of years. So he reinstilled that. I don't, I, I doubt very seriously Francis Labat's going to be around there next year. So I'd be curious to see the coaching staff, like who's going to still be there. I know Tim Lucas, who worked a lot with the offensive side of the ball, his son is graduating. I'm not sure he's going to be back so Jamar is going to have those things to kind of put together. 
and, and you know, build a coaching staff, whatever that may look like on the, on the double-A school level. And then we have a situation where, you know, Covenant Christian is now looking for a coach also. So uh, I hear they're very close. I hear there's some things going on with that, but I don't know for absolute sure, so I wouldn't say that publicly. But you have two schools who are sort of looking. So we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, it'll look different, definitely, at home of Christian related to the scheme. But I do think they have enough kids coming back and maybe a little culture there after this last year of winning that is going to be good. I'll say this, too. We always talk about how good districts are, right? You know, District 7, 5, 8, when it comes to football, man, you know, Destrehan was your state champ, undefeated. Hornville's always good. East St. John's so talented. It's tough for the Bayou region, things like that. Homer Christian is in the absolute best situation to be competitive yep. and win district in all sports. That is, for lack of a – that district, which is 9-2-A, is not tough at all. You can be competitive in any sport. And I think that's good for Homer Christian. I mean, I think that's where they can be competitive. It's funny. What they did basically was put that district together – but took nine three a and only put like three teams in it. But those teams are like St. Charles Catholic, uh, Newman, and somebody else who's really good. Maybe Riverside Academy. I'm not sure who it is. So they said these teams are just too good for the rest of Double A. Let's stick them over here and let everybody else be competitive. So I think that's really good for Homer Christian. No doubt. Let's talk about it. You teased it earlier in the segment, um, Stan. I. I... I'm I'm done, man. I'm not ever betting against Joe Burrow again. I thought they were going to go in Buffalo and, and lose. I didn't think that they were going to be able to block. I didn't like what I saw against Baltimore. Uh, and then, like, four plays into the game, I sent a text message to my buddy Richard Fisher and I said, man, was I wrong. Like, four plays into the game, you could see this dude's locked in. Joe Burrow's uh, on a roll. He's got that look in his eye. He started the game nine for nine, playing in the snow. They score easily the first two drives, never really look back. Now they're facing Kansas City, a team that they've had some success with in the past. Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. You know you work with a team of athletic trainers. That thing ain't going to heal all the way before Sunday. He's going to be a little bit limited, a little bit less mobile. I'm not betting against Burrow anymore, man. I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl for the second straight season. Well, I'm with you. If anybody listened to me, I did think that Buffalo would win that game. And uh, we have one differing opinion related to what happened last week. And and I don't think it's a big differing opinion. I don't think it was all on the shoulders of Joe Burrow last week. Don't get me wrong. He played great. I think, you know, he has elevated himself to being in a discussion of being one of the two best quarterbacks in NFL, he and Patrick Mahomes. Now, I think he sort of you know, eye candy test surpassed Josh, Josh Allen with that. The only thing I thought was, was that wasn't just Joe Burrow last week. That was Cincinnati yeah. in all phases of the game. That was, we were worried about the offensive line. What are we worried about? They have two really good backs in, in, in Mixon and Piron. They have a core of good receivers. To me, it was the first time I looked at Cincinnati in a different light. It was like, it doesn't take Joe Burrow to lead this team by himself. And I guess, you know, to win a Super Bowl, it's always going to be the quarterback leading them. But he wasn't by himself. The defense played extremely well. Man, we didn't even have 
very many opportunities to yell at Ap- uh, Eli Apple in the game, right? I mean, it was like they just they, – they were a very good football team who dominated Buffalo last week. We also mentioned a while back, I don't know if you remember this, we were like, how many, how many games can you sustain? How many can you win in a row before the, the law of averages catches up with you? And I hope that doesn't happen, you know. I hope it's a situation where they can still compete and play well being on the road in Kansas City, and they just don't have that one faltering game. But you're right. Maybe it is Joe Burrow when they have that faltering game. Or maybe they've had it already, and Joe Burrow carried them to a victory. So, yep, I'm not, you know, if, if we're doing a picket, I'll just take a wild guess. But I would, I would caution anybody not to bet against Joe Burrow. You're right. He's, he's really super. And, you know, one of the big things, and we'll shift over to the NFC side in just a second, but one of the biggest takeaways is that, how frustrated must the people in Baltimore be? Because they outplayed the Bengals. If they would have had Lamar Jackson, they would have won that game. And it it just goes to show that, you know, it's a game of inches and little things, injuries, different things, man. It throws everything for a loop because, you know, you and I were over here in week 18 and then the first week of the playoffs, we both commented like, eh, Bengals didn't really look so good. Maybe Baltimore found something. Like maybe they just kind of got their number. And then maybe now the conversation is maybe just Baltimore's really damn good and just didn't have their quarterback. I think the NFL is a game of matchups. Yeah. I think you match up better against somebody than you do against somebody else. Uh, I think, you know, even a team like the Chicago Bears, who, if I'm not mistaken, have the first round pick, there are certain teams that probably don't match up well with the Bears. And that being said, it's going to be a struggle in that game. Interestingly enough, it seems like the Bengals match up pretty good with the Chiefs if history is is right over the last three games that those two teams have played the, against each other. So that's another reason to think that the Bengals obviously have a good chance because they've kind of played well. I, I think maybe the Ravens situation is, is they don't match up real well against the Ravens, or maybe that was the worst game that the Bengals played in a long time. I don't know. That's why you know picking these NFL games is, is just crazy. It's, it's, I don't know how you do it. And even the Chiefs and the Bengals this week, anybody who's got a leg up on knowing who's going to win that, you, either you're a genius or you're just a, you know, you're a blind you know, squirrel who found a nut because I think that's the way it's all going to pan out. Let's go over to the NFC, and now you have the Eagles who look dominant on uh, last weekend on Saturday, just rolling past the Giants, a game that fooled both of us. We thought that one can maybe be pretty close, but the Eagles looked like they used their bye week to recharge, or maybe the Giants just kind of came back down to earth. Then you got the 49ers who survived the Cowboys, and in some ways at times were getting outplayed. The Cowboys just couldn't get out of their own way, turning over the ball, missing an extra point or two here or there. Um it's easy for me to, to look at the results of last week and say, well, the 49ers are going on the road. They maybe struggled a little more. But on the other hand, again, you bring up styles and, and matchups, and the Eagles are more of a finesse team, shotgun run, zone-type you know, system. The 49ers are more, we're going to punch you in the face. I want to see how the Eagles are going to respond because you know they're coming. You know they're going to play that physical style. And I mentioned this on yesterday's show, Stan, when the 49ers hit – it just sounds different than when any other team in the NFL hits. 
I'm curious to see how the Eagles handle that physicality against San Francisco. That one has a chance to be a heavyweight fight. I think, you know, I think the X factor in that one is yards rushing for Jalen Hurts. And what I, you know, what I mean by that is obviously breaking out of the pocket and picking up big chunks. And if San Francisco stops that, I think they have a chance to win it. I, like you, did not expect that score against New York. So it's got me kind of going, whoa, wait a minute. You know, we've always thought there was a kink somewhere in the armor of the Eagles. Obviously, there's not, you know, or at least to this point, there's not. I do think San Francisco is good. Uh, The one thing I can say for sure, and I went back and looked at the final four teams in NFL for the last probably five years, just out of curiosity the other day I did that. And I think you this year you have the best final four teams. I think they got it right, (laughs) however you do that in the playoffs. Because I think sometimes the team wins and they're in the game, you know, the uh, the, the, the divisional championship game or the uh, the league championship game, and you go on, yeah, they're probably not the best. If they play such and such over again, they would probably lose. I think you got the best four. So, uh, you know, I'd still probably go with the Eagles in this game. I do love the way Kyle Shanahan does things. He sort of – throws, you know, Debo Samuels out there at you, and he throws McCaffrey, and he kind of opens it up to hammer it home at the end with just brutal running from McCaffrey in between the tackles and from Mitchell in between the tackles, where in the second half of that game against Dallas, it, it looked like, okay, it's this, it's this, it's this in the first and second quarter. Hopefully Purdy doesn't cost us the game. And, man, as, love it, as much as I love Dak Prescott, God, he did some things that we would have thought Brock Purdy would have done yeah. in that game. And in the second half, then San Francisco pretty much said, okay, now we're pulling out the hammer and we're playing old school football where we're just going to try and blast you off the line of scrimmage. And it worked. I don't know if they'll have that opportunity against the Eagles. It looks like the Eagles can score, and no matter how physical the you know, the 49ers defense is, I think it's a chance where – San Francisco might be playing catch-up the whole game, and and I don't know if Brock Purdy can do that. I don't know if he's built to do that. It sure looks like, Stan, that Sean Payton's not going to coach anywhere next year, and what I mean by that is just about every team that he's interviewed with has now started their second round of interviews, and he's not included. Carolina's down to three or four names. Denver's down to a name or two. The Texans are interviewing guys for a second time. Sean Payton not included. Uh, the Colts are in some final interviews. The only team, I guess, that would be left is Arizona, who Peyton has not yet interviewed with at all, but is scheduled to in the future. But there's whispers that they're honing in on a couple of guys here or there, and, and Peyton isn't one of the guys expected to be seriously considered. Do you think that this is a situation where the fit isn't right anywhere? Maybe he wants you know, maybe a better quarterback or maybe a better situation? Or do you think this is a situation of Mickey Loomis playing hardball and saying, hey, I want two or three first-round picks instead of just one, and it's kind of blockading Peyton from having the opportunity to go coach somewhere else. I, I would I would think it's more show on Peyton. I would think, can you ever remember a time where there was a coach out there who wanted to be a head NFL coach who was being interviewed and he was going to take the first job that was offered to him? I think you're in a situation with Sean Peyton where that is not the case. He's being picky. He's almost like an NFL player as opposed to an NFL coach, you know, who's trying to get that 
head coaching job. It may have happened in the past. I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head as a head coach who sat around and was really fickle about where he was going to go. Well, that's what Sean Payton's doing. He's like, if this situation's not right, it's not perfect for me. If you're going to call me on Zoom, oop, you're not. I'm not going to your place. <laughs> if you're going to do this and you're not going to allow me to do that, oops, I'm not going to your place. And I think that's how it's working. Uh, you and I differ a little bit on my, uh, one opinion, and as uh, I, I think he's waiting for that Dallas job, man. I think he wants a Dallas job to open up. But yeah, I, I don't think that he'll be anywhere this year and I think it's of his own choosing and I don't think the Saints play into that decision very much it could be Dallas it could be Los Angeles but boy I tell you this if he doesn't coach uh Staley over at Los Angeles with the Chargers and McCarthy over at Dallas with the Cowboys those are going to be two guys that right away better start their season strong because if not those seats are going to get awfully warm awfully fast because I think that a lot of folks think that that's the two spots that he most covets. Yeah, you have a good point with the Chargers. I mentioned Dallas, but I think that the other would have been that, the opportunity to work with Herbert and things like that. I, I think that would be a landing spot he would really like. No doubt about that. Um, before we go, Stan, let's talk about this for a second. Um, you know, man – the LSU women's basketball program, um, they're, they're unbelievable. They're undefeated. They're rolling through the competition. Uh, you know, in non-conference play, Stan, the talk was, oh, well, you know, they haven't been challenged. They haven't played anyone. Well, now they're about halfway through the SEC, and they've still really only been challenged once or twice. They're heading towards a matchup with South Carolina in the coming weeks that's already sold out, 18,000 tickets sold. It may be number one versus number two. LSU is actually one year ahead of schedule, but they've got the number one recruiting class coming soon. Partner, what do you make of this? Like, this is unbelievable what they're doing right now, and in such a short amount of time. She, meaning Kim Mulkey, is ultimately, I think, when the history of LSU athletics is discussed. You know, it was when she was hard, everybody said, you know, this is a great hire. I think she might be the best hire they've ever had at this school. It's hard to say that with Skip Bertman because he certainly has been the reason why baseball in the SEC in the South is so good. But, boy, I'm going to tell you what, whatever, and I mention this all the time, whatever the it factor is, she has it. When you see her in a press conference talking about her girls, her confidence level, her accountability with the girls, her, you know, mother-type figure with them. And interestingly enough, we're the same age. I could remember when she was playing, you know, in Hammond as a kid, and everybody was talking about this little girl who had pigtails who was a point guard. Well, her whole life, she's basically been the point guard of program. She's been that person. And uh, I enjoy watching her press conferences just from – you know, sometimes they're a little funny, but sometimes she has the girls up there, and you can tell with the girls there is a great banner. There's a great relationship. The, uh, oh, is it Flojay, uh Johnson, I think it yeah, is, yeah. who is a rapper, and she started rattling off some of her lyrics from a rap, even though she said that's not my kind of music. She's very honest, you know. But, you know, she throws in things in there that you can tell she has the utmost respect from those girls. I I can't imagine that the portal is going to open up 
wide for girls from LSU, ladies from LSU, I should say, except that they're just not getting any playing time. Like, they probably have a great relationship with her, but they're just getting in the portal because I'm not going to play here because the talent is so high. Uh, It's amazing. It's amazing. And the young lady that is there now who came in from Maryland, I think she's going to, you know, we've always, Simone Augustus, and the things we've known about LSU women's basketball, there are some people that are there now that, there are going to be statues outside of the PMAC, you know, in future years. I may not be alive to see them, but I think, you know, Kim Mulkey and the young lady from uh, Maryland, I think it's Harris is her name. Uh, all of those, I think they're going to be it, – it, this is a special group. I don't know if it's South Carolina special because I understand what Dawn Staley's doing in South Carolina is like beyond words too. So, But I think we have two of the best probably four basketball teams and all of women's basketball right here in the SEC. Absolutely crazy, man. Look, thanks so much for the time. Keep up the good work. Tell you and your team that uh, they're appreciated, man. They're doing a wonderful job, Honda. Thanks. I will definitely do that because they're hitting the hot spot pretty soon. So, uh, And you know what I mean by that related to the spring. So uh, appreciate it. We'll pass that word on to them. Yes, sir. That is Stan Gravel doing an excellent job, as always. It is play-by-play. We started the show with a calling guest. That's a little different for us. Uh, but let's catch our first break. When we get back out of the break, I'm going to give you a rundown of the scores. Stan and I kind of talked about it loosely in the first segment, but I'll give you a very specific rundown of what happened yesterday on the hardwood. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities to begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trowlers. It's a new year at Calvin Braxton Ford, and to celebrate, they're offering 60 months, 2.9 APR on all 2022 Ford F 150s with $1,000 off MSRP. Calvin Braxton Ford is also offering 60 months, 3.9 APR on all 2022 Ford Explorers with $1,000 off MSRP. Now that says it all. So come test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till January 31st. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. Did you know that in this book, the Bible, there are over 7,000 promises from God to you. If you want to be a man of faith, if you want to be a woman of faith, you need to become a promised person. You need to know these promises. You need to write some of them down on cards. You need to memorize them so that when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you can remember, oh yeah, but God has promised, da, 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 and you can say it. And so what he does is he said, God, I know who you are. You're a big God. And God, I know what you've done in the past. You've helped me through all my other tough times. And God, you've promised to take care of me in the future. I'm asking you to do what you'll say you do. Keep your promise. Fulfill your character. I'm going to focus on you. Hear more from Rick Warren at PastorRick.com. No combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard No song that I could sing but I can try for your heart Our dreams and they are made out of real things Like a shoebox of photographs I love this song, like I just want to let this song play Like I'm not, usually I'm eager to just pipe it down You know, just cut it dry But with this song, I just want it to play man Like I want to vibe Not always easy and sometimes life can be deceiving I'll tell you one thing, it's always better when we're together. Beautiful, beautiful song. Jack Johnson is a brilliant musician. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying the start to their day. I could find my sponsor sheet. I will thank my sponsors. Here we go. Uh, the Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Dufresne got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Last night was a big high school basketball night. And I'm going to remind you guys that at 1230, we're going to Cameron Pierce, Terrebonne High School baseball coach. I didn't really get a chance to lay out the land, so to speak, because we jumped into Stan in the first segment of the show. Uh, but Cameron Pierce will be joining us at 1230. It's baseball season, man. Like, whether we want to admit it or not, I know we got a lot of basketball and everything going on, but it's baseball season. We've got scrimmages and everything in between. Um, so we'll talk with him about his team. But let's talk about the basketball scores from last night. A lot of the games that were played last night were not Wednesday games. They were Tuesday games that were postponed to Wednesday by the inclement weather. So we dive right in. Central Lafouche on girls basketball. We start with the girls basketball scoreboard. Central Lafouche gets a 48-42 win over HL Bourgeois. A great win for Coach Tora Danos and her team. A must win for Central Lafouche as they're trying to survive and make it into the playoffs. They go on the road and beat HL Bourgeois and get a critical win in their chase for district. Last night, Hanville gets a 55-41 to win over Terrebonne. I was actually at that game. 
Um, no disrespect to the Lady Tigers of Terrebonne, but that wasn't a 14-point game. Their starters kind of chiseled away against Hanville's backups at the end and turned more like a 23-24 point game into a 14-point game. So Hanville was in control of that one throughout and gets a comfortable win. Hanville was really smart yesterday, actually. A lot of times you see girls' basketball teams, they'll press, get themselves into foul trouble by pressing, and then give the opponent lots of easy offensive opportunities because you know the opponent's in the penalty or the bonus or whatever it may be. But give credit to... Um, Hanville, last night they used their pressure selectively. When they brought it, they brought it hard. And when they brought it, they turned it into offense and opportunities, but they did it selectively. Two, three-minute spurts at the end of quarters. Let's, you know, turn a seven-point game into a 14-point game. And let's turn, you know, a 13-point game into a 20-point game. They were very selective about when they brought pressure, but they were extremely effective when they did, and they go on the road and get a big win. Thibodeau and Destrahan was postponed until Monday. They did not play last night. The Ellender girls get a 62-27 win over Lutcher. Jamia Singleton goes over 1,000 career points in the game. Congratulations to Jamia. What a terrific player. What a terrific young lady. She goes over 1,000 career points. South Lafouche takes on Vanderbilt and gets walloped. Vanderbilt gets a 65-30 win over the Lady Tarpons. Not a big surprise. That used to be a big headline matchup, big heavyweight fight. It just ain't anymore. Vanderbilt has got the the wave of influx of talent. Right now, their cycle's hot, and the Lady Tarpons are a little bit down, and Vanderbilt puts it on them 65-30. to 30. E.D. White, 45-5 to five over Berwick. Coach Snack and his crew get a big win in district play over Berwick. Um, St. James and Donaldsonville, no score reported. Home of Christian School and Country Day has been canceled. No makeup date set for that one. Central Catholic and Highland Baptist, no score reported. CCA and Centerville, no score reported. A lot of these games from Tuesday are going to be made up, just weren't made up yesterday. They might be made up today or Saturday or Monday. So a lot of these games are going to be made up, just were not made up on yesterday like some of the other schools chose to do. The boys' basketball side of things. We had two really big 5A results. H.L. Bourgeois, man, somebody better break up the Braves. No one told H.L. Bourgeois, apparently, that they were supposed to be out of postseason contention. They got a 47-38 win over Central Lafouche last night at the reservation, and Bourgeois is now just one game out of first place in the district. H.L. Bourgeois could potentially make it to the postseason, winning that district as the district champion and being ranked like 38th in the power ratings because they're way outside of the top 28 right now, but they've gotten hot, they're playing well, and they get a nine-point win at home over Central Lafouche, a Central Lafouche team that they need these wins coming home, and they're just not getting them. The Trojans are losing a lot of close, a lot of competitive games. It's one thing to play with everybody, but at some point you got to start winning those games. Hanville falls last night to Terrebonne, 66-62, very entertaining game. Again, I was at that one last night. Remy Bethencourt scored 24 points for the Tigers. Kylan Billiot had 19. The Terrebonne Tigers played well when they needed to. It was a game that kind of mirrored Terrebonne's season in some respects. Start out hot, then you you know kind of like a roller coaster, right? You're you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing. Then you take a little bit of a dip in the third quarter. You fall behind. 
Then you go up by 10 in the fourth quarter, and then you take a little dip. They cut it to maybe two or three, but then you finish the game strong. The roller coaster ride was a fun one for Terrebonne last night. They're good. When they execute, when they play the way that they're supposed to play, when they play the way that they're capable of playing, they're good. They're 18-5 and five for a reason, and they get a big, big win over Hanville last night by four points defending their home floor. Ellender was supposed to play home a Christian. That game has been canceled. Um, Lutcher was scheduled to play an out-of-state opponent. I don't see any score there. Morgan City and Assumption, no score reported. <clears throat> South Lafourche and Vanderbilt has been postponed. No make updates set there. Berwick and E.D. White, the girls played, so I, I would assume that means the boys played too. I don't see any score reported there. So a lot of these Tuesday games have still been washed out and still have not been able to, to take place. Let's see if we go down to single A, Central Catholic and Highland Baptist, nothing, CCA, Centerville, nothing. So it was a little bit quiet, and now we kind of shift gears to today, where I have no doubt there's going to be a lot of high school basketball played today. Um, but <laughs> there's a big middle school basketball game today. You'll be able to hear it right here on KLEB 102.7, Lockport and LCO. 5.30. Don't tune in at 6. Don't tune in at 6.15. Don't wait for the boys game. Right out of the gate at 5.30. We've got some big-time middle school basketball in a matchup of teams that is going to decide the, the Paris championship, likely. If LCO wins, Golden Meadow could still have a say in that. If Lockport wins, they pretty much got it. They would have a, a, a one-game lead over both Golden Meadow and LCO and would have the heads up against both of them. So heavy, heavy Paris championship implications tonight, 5.30, Lockport and LCO. Can't wait. It's at the Lockport gym. We'll be set up. We'll be ready to roll. Cannot wait. That's going to be so much fun. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, I'll talk some NFL. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy's find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. It's Mike to tell you for Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Listen up. That's what we did at Gravely. We listened to lawn professionals. Then we brought the professional performance home. Gravely residential zero-turn mowers show the neighborhood that you mean business. Zero turns that are as tough as nails operate a comfort beyond compare. We've had 100 years of professional advice to perfect cutting performance. Just drop the deck, put the neighbors on notice. Gravely, driven from within. At Neal Small Engine Incorporated. Locations in Homa, LaRoe, and Thibodeau. Do you have a pest control problem? 
Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. DJ is on fire. We got a little Jack Johnson last segment. We got a little ACDC this segment. For those about to rock, we salute you. We hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday. I'm fired up. I hope you guys are fired up. I told you I would talk some NFL. Eh, we'll do that tomorrow. I want to talk some NBA. Last night we had... um, the headlines are calling it a showdown, but I don't know if it's really a showdown when only one guy shows up. We had Joel Embiid go up against his bitter enemy, Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid cannot stand Ben Simmons for obvious reasons, right? I mean, Ben Simmons flakes out, um, completely loses his confidence, loses his mojo. Oh, I've got anxiety. I can't play um, in Philadelphia. has to get traded. Now he returns and faces Philly in Philly, and, and it was a nationally televised game. And B goes for 26 points and 10 rebounds and was terrific. Um, ben Simmons had the best game of his career. He scored 12 points with five rebounds. Boy, that was solid. Solid effort from the max contract player. And the 76ers get a win over the Nets. The 76ers, I warned you guys about this. The 76ers are good. I watch them every night. Early in the season, it was a mess. Early in the season, yeah, it don't look like they're very interested. Since that James Harden rumor came out of, hey, I think he wants to be in Houston again. Since that rumor came out, and since he got injured and came back from the injury, 
The 76ers have been very, very good. Their record when Harden came back was 12 and 11. They're now 31 and 16. So you do that math. They're 19 and 5 since he came back into the lineup. They're now number two in the Eastern Conference. They went on a West Coast road trip last week, won every single game on the West Coast road trip, beat Brooklyn last night, played Denver Saturday, great opportunity to win another one, then got a soft patch, play Orlando twice, play San Antonio. They're in a great position right now, schedule-wise, to make some hay. And the thing that I like about them the most is I love the 76ers' versatility. They've got scores. Maxie's a score. Harden could be a score. Embiid's a dominant force. They've got rebounders. They've got versatile defenders, 3 and D guys, Tucker, uh, Melton. I just think this is a team that's built to win in April and May. If they got to stay healthy, last year they didn't. They got to stay healthy, but I think it's a team that's built to win in April and May. For all the New Orleans Pelicans fans who are screaming, oh, well, find that same energy. Uh, uh, you're hating on the Pelicans. Give me that same energy when B.I. comes back, Hoss. All right, fine. B.I. came back last night, and the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Pelicans' ass 111-102. The Pelicans are not going to be in the playoffs in the next week or so. They're not going to be in the top 10 in the next week or so if they don't change their act. The problem with the Pelicans is that they have some holes on their roster, but they've been so far unwilling to fix the holes on that roster because we don't want to quote-unquote hurt the vibe. What does that even mean, hurt the vibe? You got a bunch of guys that like each other. That's cool. Sometimes guys playing together don't like each other. Sometimes that works. Dennis Rodman, you think all the Bulls liked him all the time? Hurt the vibe. Give me a break. Keep trotting out guys like uh, Devontae Graham. Keep trotting out guys like Trey Murphy in your starting lineup in the playoffs and see how that's going to go for you. The Pelicans are 26-23. and 23. Are they going to get better when Zion gets back? Yeah, sure. But is he going to stay in the lineup once he gets back? That remains to be seen. He's never been a sustained weapon in the history of his career. And, oh, yeah, well, we got B.I. back. B.I. was 4 of 18 and doesn't play a lick of defense. B.I. is not going to alone make you better. B.I. is a piece. When B.I. is the main weapon and the main threat, you're in trouble. That's the reason why it didn't work in L.A. So the Pels are now just three games above 500 and are just one game out of potentially not even being in the postseason if the playoffs started today. They've got the Wizards coming up at the blender in a couple of days. That's a great opportunity to get right. We're looking to see if they could start to maybe build some momentum as it's been a sustained losing streak. And, oh, guess what? After that Wizards game, you're playing at Milwaukee. That's probably a loss. At Denver, it's probably a loss. At Dallas will be tough. So they're at a rough patch at a time where they're not playing their best basketball will be something to pay attention to. There are some big things happening out in Dallas, and it doesn't involve Mike McCarthy um, losing his job, but it involves just about everybody else losing their job. Mike McCarthy is doing right now with the Cowboys what Dennis Allen doesn't have the spine to do in New Orleans. He is understanding and realizing, hey, even though you had a pretty good year, even though you had a little momentum, there's always room to get better. The Saints went 8-9 and nine and are just running it back. Everybody's back. Not firing nobody. Everybody's back. The Cowboys went 12-5, and five, won a playoff game, 
And today, Mike McCarthy fired a lot of guys on his staff. Defensive assistant George Edwards, this defensive line coach Leon Lett, running backs coach Skip Pete, offensive line coach Joe Philbin, amongst others. And to me, that's a great sign. It's a sign of, hey, even though we had a little success, we're not going to be comfortable. If we feel like we could get guys in who could evolve and, and allow us to do better, we're going to do better. We're going to make that that next step. We're going to do what we have to do. I didn't think the Cowboys offensive line played all that well this year. Well, then go get another offensive line coach. Skip Pete was more of an Ezekiel Elliott guy. Well, if Ezekiel Elliott's going to be leaving the team because there are rumors that he's going to be a salary cap casualty, then go get another guy. That's the same thing the New Orleans should be doing. Oh, you, you know, you don't like the way Taysom Hill's being used? Well, go get a guy who's going to use him better. Not, oh, just Pete Carmichael into infinity. Oh, third and one, no big deal. Let's throw a bomb, and then let's punt on fourth and one. I like what Dallas is doing. Hey, if there are ways that you could refine your program and get better, then get better. Don't just lose consistently and have you know boneheaded mistakes and mental issues and, and who knows what. And then say, yeah, we're going to just change nothing. It was all just bad luck. Come on, give me a break. Bad luck. Dennis Allen hasn't had a winning season in his career. How many more of these do we have to see before it's not bad luck, it's bad coach? Pete Carmichael's been an offensive coordinator alone without Sean Payton under his wing twice. It was a joke of an offense twice, both times. Yeah, they got some yards. Yeah, they, they had some success here and there. Penalties, turnovers, both years. The Peyton suspension year, penalties, turnovers. This year, the Dennis Allen year, penalties, turnovers. You are what you are. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And the fact that now we've seen two years worth of this out of Carmichael, it is what it is. It's a guy running the Sean Payton offense who isn't Sean Payton. It's the same like the guys who run the Bill Belichick defense outside of New England But they're not Bill Belichick. It rarely works out. How often does a Bill Belichick assistant coach go on and be a head coach somewhere and have success? Not very often, right? McDaniels is laboring. Patricia was a a joke. Like, Not very often does that work out. One last thing here. We had a 60-point game in the NBA last night. Damian Lillard scored 60 as the Blazers beat the Utah Jazz 134-124. to 124. Shot 29 times in the game, needed 10 free throws. Lillard was 21 of 29 from the field. Not a big Damian Lillard guy. Because I think that... How could I say this without angering Damian Lillard? I don't care if I anger Damian Lillard fans. I think he talks a whole lot of mess on Twitter for a guy who's never won anything ever. Like, he's always in beefs with somebody. He's always subtweeting. Like, he's 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 kind of NBA Michael Thomas in some respects. Like, he's always feuding with somebody. I like dudes who don't feud. I like dudes who make it to the conference finals. You've only done that once in your career. Most of the time, you're out in the first round if you make it at all. Um, but, boy, the Joker could play. Um, he's really, really gifted as a scorer. Not much for defense, but he's a gifted scorer. And I will always, despite how I may feel or not feel about him, I will always 
respect how loyal he's been to Portland in an era of the NBA where it would be so easy to have wanted out, so easy to whine and cry and bellyache like LeBron James and others have done, including my guy James Harden, by the way. It would be so easy to have tried to get out of that situation, but he never has. He digs deeper every time and says, hey, this is where I want to be, and I respect him for that. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Cameron Pierce, Terrebonne High School, will be joining us. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage in Cajun. 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. You know how important it is to keep your vehicle running at its best? Calvin Braxton's service department wants to help you make sure that it does. Their service department is offering this special on tires. Buy four Michelin tires and get free road hazard and get a $70 mail-in rebate until January 31st. Calvin Braxton Ford, 5978 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Don't forget, this offer is good until January 31st. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is a top-of-the-line police, fire, and EMS supply store, as well as a great source for tactical and home defense needs. Tri-Parish Police Supplies is open to the public Monday through Friday, 9 till 5, and on Saturdays, 10 till 2. So stop in at Tri-Parish Police Supplies on Highway 311 today. For more info, call 985-873-9989. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufreenlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our skeeter beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed when you're shopping at rouse's markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery it smells so good that warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is rouse's markets king cake dough Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets king cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Do you want a free Easy Go golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle and get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. 
Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Shoes! Shoes, please! Man, you know, we spend these shows talking about basketball hot and heavy because, boy, it's the fun part of the basketball season in district play. Teams are competing for playoff spots. There's these district doubleheaders every Tuesday and Friday, and it's so exciting. But, oh, yeah, when you're driving by the schools, you're seeing those baseball lights are on, too, and they're scrimmaging. They're getting ready to rock and roll. And we've been having some baseball coaches on the show to prepare ourselves for that. We had Coach Joe Tuton on yesterday. Now we go to Terrebonne and have Coach Cameron Pierce, who's on the line now. Coach Pierce, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. How about yourself? Doing fine, bro. It's that fun time of the year, making preparations, getting ready for the season. How are preparations in the preseason going over at Terrebonne High right now, man? Uh, they're going pretty well. You know, we've <clears throat> we've gone through trying to get our arms in shape, legging guys out. We've done a lot of uh, scrimmaging in the last couple weeks, mostly inter-squads. And then last night we were able to participate in an umpire scrimmage, see what our guys look like in live action. I'm a firm believer that you got to get live reps to prepare and – Last night it showed how uh, how the uh, inter squads have helped us prepare so far. Who'd you all play, and, and you know how'd you go? I, I mean, obviously there's you know you you could win you know in the innings, but it's not going to count in the standings. But did you guys win on the scoreboard yesterday? Um, we played Ellender last night, and we looked every bit how how I wanted us to look. The final score was eleven nothing. Um, we threw five pitchers. And all five did their job through strikes. We only walked three. They, um, their, uh, their jobs were just simply pound the zone, throw strikes, and get the hitters out, and they did that. Good stuff, man. Um, tell us about this. I know that you know you guys are waiting on at least a handful coming from basketball. How many guys are you waiting on? And then the next part of that question is, how long does it usually take for them to get back acclimated to what you're doing once you get them back? Well, for basketball, we're waiting on three players, we're waiting on Kobe Jones, Caden Jones, and Braden Burdant. And then in, in soccer, we're also waiting on Brogan Molazon and freshman Mason St. Germain. So we got five guys playing, um, playing winter sports that really can't participate with us right now. Um, Kobe and Brogan have experienced the varsity level, so I think they're, at, they're adapting back into baseball. won't be as difficult as, say, um, say Caden, Braden, and – and Mason, just because those guys haven't experienced the same level of varsity play as the other, as the other two have. Brogan being a catcher, he's not really going to have much of a choice. He's going to have to suit up and get back there just, just to spell our current catchers. Um, Kobe did it last year, came out of basketball, started day one, and pretty much hit the hospital in Morgan City on his, on his, uh, in his second at bat. So I, I'm fully confident Kobe will be ready to go the minute basketball is over. Last season, you guys were sixteen and sixteen, and narrowly missed the postseason. Talk about you know the the challenge of making your schedule this year, because man, uh, look, let, let's be honest, let's cut to the chase. If there are things that don't change tomorrow, which they may, but if there are some things that don't change tomorrow at the association annual convention, you guys are going to be competing in a bracket with a lot of schools that are going to be able to earn extra points that you guys are not going to be able to earn. How'd you make your schedule, and what are your thoughts on the way that Division One non-select currently looks as the way it is? Well, we, we made the schedule. We made our schedule. The idea of South Terrebonne, South Lafourche, Salmon, and Neville playing up was never really a thought. In fact, I don't. 
I don't know where that even came from. It's almost like when they decided to do this, I really think getting rid of the split is the end goal, and this was just a way to upset everybody. Um, in reality, you look at it, the bigger schools are upset that somebody can basically play us, get points just for playing us, and in turn take a playoff spot from us. But you look on the other end from, from their side of things, they don't want to play us either, and they're kind of being, in, in the words of a, a local coach, punished for having success. So, you know, looking at, looking at our kind of – Pivoting back to our schedule, I looked at how things were last year, and look, to, to be blunt, I was not really happy with the fact that a nine-win team in Class 5A somehow got in the playoffs, and you had teams that had almost twice that and weren't even close. So we, as a district, we talked about ways that could help our district out. We have changed to going to one round, and it in turn opens up more opportunities. And in reality, when I looked at making our schedule, there was a certain number of wins I was looking for just for PowerPoint reasons. And I, I told somebody, um, somebody asked about our schedule. I said, there's a lot of coin flips on our schedule. In my opinion. There's a lot of games that could go either way, but I will say this. I look at the 34 games. There's not a one game that I, that I think we can't win. That's on there. I'm, I'm confident that when we take the field, no matter who we play, we can beat them. We just have to execute, but you know, when, wins, will, wins, I think, will come. But with that being said, you know, we, we have to keep an eye on what's going on because, like you said, it, tomorrow could change everything about what we already had planned. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, let's talk about this. You guys are about a month or so away, a little less than a month away from actually playing games that are going to count in the standings. What's one area of your team that you're comfortable with that you think will be a strength? And what's one area of your team in the next three and a half, four weeks that you guys are going to be honing in on to try to improve and bring it up to speed? I think offensively, I, I, I'm still confident that we're going to be just as good, probably better than last year. I'm saying that because the top four guys in the lineup from a year ago all come back. Um, there's a guy that is going to be in the lineup that we struggled to get in last year for defensive reasons. And I, I think just as, as, a, as a whole, we're faster than we were last year. So when I look at our core group guys that are going to be in and out of the lineup consistently involved on the field. You know, I look at 13, 14 guys that will have a significant role offensively and that will help us out. I would like to see us be more consistent on the mound and um, on defense. Last year in 32 games, we made 78 errors. So we got to make some changes on defense. Um, we've, we've repped a lot of ground balls, a lot of fly balls and um, our, uh, our coaches have done a good job of working with all our, with all our infielders, and to, me, to be honest, last night we looked like we were ready for pretty much any ball hit our direction. Um, pitching wise, I mean, if last night's any indication, I think we're on the right track. We walked and hit far too many batters last year, and talking to some people, if we can cut that number in half, we're going to be in really good shape. Because I like the caliber of arms we have, but I mean, any, any baseball mind will tell you, the more free bases you give away, the more those runs come back to bite you. So we're going we're gonna to do the best we can to try to keep guys off bases, at least for our doing. If they hit their way on, that's fine. But defensively, pitching, we need to be more consistent. Offensively, I think we're right where we want to be. It's just a matter of improving on it. 
Coaches tell me all the time that the second year at a program is so much easier than the first because you've already got that foundation laid. The ground rules are laid. The kids know what's expected. You know the kids. You know the school. You know the parents. Talk about that from your perspective, man. It's now year two, probably a little bit less teaching going on in terms of what you're expecting and maybe a little bit more of just polishing up that foundation. Talk about what year two has been like versus year one so far. Well, year two has definitely been a lot easier. A lot of guys know the vision that I'm trying to push forward. I mean, last night we went over signs for the very first time, and they remembered pretty much every single one of them. So that part was easy. They know what I'm looking for. They know what I expect, and they understand the kind of ball that I want us to play. And it, it, last night showed that, we're, that year two, everything seems to be more understood, even with three new assistant coaches. You know, they know what myself and our pitching coach, Walt Foran, wants, what we expect. And have, and to be honest, having 11 seniors this year really helps push that narrative. It, coaches will, will sit there and tell you, we can't do everything alone, and at some point the kids got to take responsibility. And it was nice to have a few seniors directing people what to do in the dugout and to not be one of us. So – Anytime you can get a little bit of help from the guys that are actually participating, the guys that are actually on the field, that helps us out tremendously. But year two, 100%, has been a lot easier than year one. Well, simply put, I'm new to the system, relatively speaking. This is my second year in Terrebonne Parish. So last year wasn't just about, you know, getting my program in place. It was also about learning, you know, a new teaching schedule, learning a new school system, learning what I can and can't do. Whereas now I know more of what to do and I can prioritize certain things a lot easier. One thing that should be a little bit simpler for you all is that uh, the, the field situation. You share, you guys were sharing with a bunch of schools last year. Now I think you're sharing maybe only with Ellender and really no one else. So that should be getting a little bit more simple for you guys too. Maybe more time to practice and uh, an opportunity to, to maybe take advantage of that. Yeah, as far as I know, it's just going to be us and Ellender, which – uh, Jamie and I work the schedules out. We we shouldn't have any any issues one way or another. And it, it it's not, it is nice to have uh, to have that kind of setup and only have have one less person, one less school trying to use the field. You know, I mean, I think everybody wants everybody to be back on campus, and I think Ellender and South Terrebonne want to be able to use their field more than anybody else. So. From, from our end, we're going to help out whoever we can. But at the same time, you know, it is nice to know that we can kind of, we can kind of spread out and take the field whenever we want, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it is nice to have a lot less, uh, commotion around the field because as seamless as it may seem, it was, it was chaotic at times. I'm sure, I'm sure it was, man. I'm sure it was. The three schools using one facility, that, that, that's tough, man. Last thing before we let you go, bro, let's have a little fun. I know you watch these NFL games. Give me your two championship game picks, man. Who you think is going to win this weekend? Um, you know, I watch the NFL. No, I don't watch the NFL, to be honest with you. But uh, I'm taking Joe Burrow all the way. I got no rooting interest. The Saints are out. I think the NFL is, is basically WWE with, foot, with football. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, unless Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl, I probably won't be watching. Okay, so I, I knew that you followed college a lot. I just assumed it was the NFL. You're not an NFL guy? Not at all, man. You can call it a lot. You can, I, I've been distancing myself since the Nolan Noel call. I ain't got over that. I don't think I ever will. 
Okay, so well, let me ask you about this. This may be something that you, you could you could chime in on. I've been ranting and raving all week here on this show and also privately to my friends. Look, I'm happy Scott Rowland got into the Hall of Fame. You know, that's cool. Why the hell is Andrew Jones not getting into the Hall of Fame? He's got more home runs. He's got more RBI. He's got more gold gloves. What? Why are they keeping my boy out, man? That's a good question. That's a, unless there's like a suspicion of PEDs, which I've yet to hear anything about that, but I, I don't know. That's really kind of puzzling to me. I mean, you know, Scott Rowland, if anything, Scott Rowland was consistent. He, he, there was never anything that – he never truly had that one dominant year and then a bunch of years after where he was kind of – Okay, you, you knew what you were going to get out of Scott Rowland every single year, and in the same in the same breath for a long time, that was Andrew Jones too. So why he didn't get in? That's that's puzzling to me. Oh, very interesting. Well, anyway, brother, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your day. We look forward to chatting throughout the season. Okay, pal. All right, thank you. Yep, that is Coach Cameron Pierce with Terrebonne High School doing a wonderful job. That's now two baseball coaches who said, "Man, I don't know. Andrew Jones should be in the Hall of Fame." Yeah, he should. <laughs> I don't understand it. Oh, you got 58% of the vote. Who the hell are the other 42% of people, man? He was the best defensive center fielder of a generation. And he wasn't no, you know, 200 hitter who was hitting seven home runs. Like, he wasn't that type of player. He wasn't a great average guy, but he was a slugger. He had a 50 home run season. My goodness, Andrew showed way more class than I could ever show on Twitter today. He said, what a good year. I jumped nearly 17%. I want to thank everyone who voted for me. I am honored, and I'm also incredibly proud of my former teammate, Fred McGriff, and my former competitor, Scott Rowland. Well-earned, fellas. Andrew, you're way more classy than me. Don't know how you could you could be so gracious because you're being robbed, buddy. Absolutely being robbed. Let's catch a break when we get back. Wrap up the show. Betting picks, and we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Do you want a free EasyGo golf cart? Golden Motors has given you a chance to win a new golf cart. All you have to do is buy a new or pre-owned vehicle to get your chance to put your name into a drawing. During the months of November through January 31st, buy your next car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collections of Chevy Silverados, Equinox, and Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and cut off, Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. What a show. I want to thank Cameron Pierce for his time in the last segment of the show. I also want to thank Stan for his time at the top of the show. Thursday shows are usually, I'm not going to lie, if I'm ranking the shows by day, Thursday's by far, in my opinion, usually the weakest of the shows. Because Monday, like everybody loves W's and L's, and everybody loves my weekend reaction. Tuesday, people love Stan, Terrible in General. Tuesday, Wednesday, they love Taylor. They love the mailbag. They Friday, they love Damien and I. I don't really have any it segment for Thursday. But to shuffle stand from Tuesday to Thursday and then get a good coach like Cameron Pierce on, it was a good show today, and I'm very pleased with the way that things went. We've got one more segment to go, and let's do this. Let's give you some betting picks here, some things we're expecting to see in the world of sports. I like Dallas tonight, plus one and a half over Phoenix. Phoenix is playing better. Um, but I think Dallas is going to go on the road, find a way to make it happen, and get a win. I like the Clippers minus 13 over the San Antonio Spurs tonight. You may be saying thir- uh, 13, that's a big number. It is a big number. Spurs are terrible. Spurs played last night. Spurs are going to have heavy legs. Clippers need the win. They're kind of hungry. They're kind of chasing. I like the Clippers to blow out San Antonio tonight out in L.A. NCAA basketball today, uh, there are some games that are being played around the country, and we'll try to find a winner or two here amongst the pile. I like, um, let's see, right here. Let's go with, I just had it circled. You guys know this segment, it never fails. The FanDuel app always, always locks up. Then you just start writing these down. Be more professional, just clear. Start writing down your damn picks. South Alabama minus two over Old Dominion. We like that one. 
over 150 for Southeastern and New Orleans. Under 150 for Nichols and A&M, Corpus Christi tonight. I actually love that one. I think that that's going to be a defensive struggle because I think the Colonels struggle to score on the road, and I think their defense is second to none. Over 134.5 for UCLA and USC. And Purdue minus four against Michigan. That's a full slate of college basketball that it will give you. And we hope that we could turn those things into a whole slew full of winners. Let's thank our sponsors one more time and remind you tonight we'll be at Lockport for LCO versus Lockport. I want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Neil Small Engine, Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with Chandler, Damian, and our whole slew of Friday guests. Keep the radio die on KLEB. Have a great rest of the day. Y'all see us at the games. Shout us out. Y'all take care. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.